Welcome back, everybody. It's episode 131. Caps have seemed to figure some things out. We got some familiar faces back in the lineup, uh, some special teams clicking, a little trade chatter, but it's me, your boy Bobcat, uh, with my boy Ben, per usual. AB's back in the mix this week. What's going on, guys? Um, What, what do I do? Oh, last weekend, I, it was my brother's 31st birthday. So I went to visit him. So did all my siblings. And we went to Medieval Times. Do you have Medieval Times where you're from? There's one very, very close to me. And I've said it non-jokingly for years that I want to go. So maybe I'll do that. Maybe that's going to be on my spring bucket list is Medieval I think, Times. Were you a red night crew? What, what was that? Uh, we were black and white night. He was, okay. a, he was a loser. I'll get to him. But um, oh, it was my brother's 31st. I think he's gone to Medieval Times for his last like three birthdays. He just loves it every time. He gets knighted every time he goes. Just loves, loves. No, he just loves. He loves. He loves the atmosphere there. So we always go. He always gets knighted. We uh, we get a nice, nice drunk on, and then we go to the bar after, which is what we did. But um, our knight, he was the only one without long hair. And right when I saw that, I was like, oh, this guy didn't get the memo. He's like clearly not as experienced as the other knights and he was he defeated one night surprisingly kind of like had a good first round like columbus when they beat tampa but then after he kind of came back down to earth and he got smoked hey what are your thoughts on this uh medieval times uh i've actually never been to medieval, medieval times i've been to uh renfest the renaissance festival and i love it just because really? I, get, I i get boozed up every single time but um yeah, it's, I mean, there's so much to do there. Axe throwing, like the ninja star throwing, um, the jousting. Um, I always root for Balthazar. There's a there's a main guy, his name is Balthazar. Yeah, fucking go, Balthazar. I'll have to check him out on the on the tour next year. Yeah. Um, check him Red, out on the circuit. Yeah, I actually Red. went to the uh, the Kraken game last Saturday. Same. Uh, how, how was that? Uh, it was pretty slick, considering I didn't pay for anything and took a party bus there and was in a suite and drank enough for all three of us combined and ate enough for a small village. So, and they won. Yeah. It was probably the best home game to go to this year. Yeah. That was, uh, it was an awesome game. Um, I'm from what I'm told, I had a really good time. I'm, I was saying, I'm glad you had fun. Ours was a bit of a debacle when we were there. Oh yeah. A lot of <laughs> crackheads in the building or what was going on? I mean, yeah. cracking fans that is not DC in general. <laughs> so we like, it was a group of nine of us. We had this like planned out for like a month. Um, we got a hotel to stay and stayed in the city that night. So, uh, decided to get brunch in DC that day and start drinking. Yeah, exactly. Shaking your head. Like, no, don't do that. Um, so yeah, uh, bottomless mimosas, bottomless, uh, mimosas are so good. Well, I'm not, a, I, I drink myself out of mimosas. Like they, they're too bubbly really? for me. Yeah. Oh my God. I could just only drink mimosas when I drink. It fucks, it fucks up my stomach really hard. So I like it was bottomless, whatever they had on draft, and it was an Oktoberfest in a lager. So I was like kind of going, I, I started Oct- Oktoberfest and went to lagers. Anyway, between nine of us starting to drink at 1, 1 p.m. and then trying to make it to a hockey game at seven it was just a total nightmare. Uh, we did that, went back to the hotel room, boozed up pregame there, then went to Rock Bar all before the Caps game. 
So get into the Caps game. Uh, two of the girls were just off their fucking rocker and didn't even like make it during the game. Like the one was literally sleeping in her seat. Also was picking fights with the people in front of us because uh, she accidentally stole their beer, which, uh. yeah, she, I don't, I don't know. How do you steal the beer of the person in front of you? Dude, she was so blacked out. She didn't know what she was doing. So like, <laughs> I, think she, I think she was walking up the steps and like, as she was turning into like our seats, like she saw the beer on like the step in front of her. Like, you know how some people put the beer on the ground? Yeah. She just picked it up because she thought it was hers. And then they were all like, you stole our beer. And she was like, no, I didn't. And then we were like, you probably did. And then it started <laughs> a huge fight. Um, yeah. That's how our game went. Mm. Mm. Well, but, hey, it was free beanie night. Did you get a beanie? I didn't get Nope. Didn't get a beanie. Damn. Oh, yeah. One of the girls that did that uh, barely, like, almost didn't make it in. Because she, like, walked through security with all of her stuff in her hands and didn't put it around the thing. And it, she, they were like, no. Just, like, hold your arms straight up with all your metal in it. Like, hey, yeah. it's all right here. <laughs> And the guy was like trying to tell her, like, go back through and like put it on the side. She was like, no, no. And then we were just like, oh my God. He was like, I'm sorry, you're too drunk to get in. And then it was like, oh my God, who's going to take care of her? If that's me, I'm not. I'm like sneaking through and like being out of sight. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I did. Yeah, that's when it becomes a not me problem. (laughs) You're like already in the seat and everyone gets there. It's like, oh, where's what's your face? I thought she was coming. Yeah. So, yeah, well, quick update. Um, I think we all took the, I mean, all, everyone in this room, uh, virtual room that is, took the wait and see strategy on the panic button. I know AB wanted to double down, Benny AB did especially so on, did on the Twitterverse, but um, Caps fans that, you know, typically in a panic, what did we say last week, Ben? We needed to win two of three of these games coming up with the Seattle, Calgary, Edmonton stretch. Um, and they beat Carolina, beat Seattle, beat Calgary, and lost Edmonton in overtime. I would say that that's, that's more than what we asked. I would say so, yeah, especially uh, on a back-to-back. Yeah, so, I mean, what, I mean, what are we seeing on the, the power play? Is it just you know, someone like Mantha being back? Or, <clears throat> pardon me, what are we thinking? Uh, I, think it's, <laughs> I think it's Vanacek that's – making the difference i mean obviously i'm gonna ring his fucking well hey you know what? you don't have to be the only one to do it because uh i did want to point out that vtech banachek is one two three four five six eighth in goals against average right now across the league do you know that i did not know that of that... goalies that have played nine or more games vtech banachek is eighth in goals against average um i mean i'd like to see a save percentage in the top 10 as well but top 10 for goals against uh and shutouts i'm not complaining yeah like just like the florida panthers call i was about two years uh too soon but eventually the who the florida panthers i said like two years ago florida panthers gonna be the best team in the league and they were not that year he he writes for them it's in his bio on twitter this year and uh that's gonna be wrong um yeah that was a crazy take that you said that yeah, you know what? You got to get hot takes out there. It gets the people going. It gets some buzz. How many people Rocking. were in our mentions? There was some, there were some, you know, heated people with some particularly bad takes themselves. So I'll let that one age poorly. But yeah, I mean, 
Van, I, yeah, I just think Vanacek, he's, I mean, obviously we've always said he's way more consistent. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Last night, Sammy played unbelievable. He did. Uh, he had 20 game. shots against the first game. period. Yeah. He had a, he had a great game. <laughs> now everyone's going to laugh at me because I'm going to be like, he was fucking lucky, but he did not look great, even though he was great. I know what you mean. Saw- he's like the way he saves things, just he makes it look so hard. Yeah, he he loses his balance. He legitimately legit, just completely loses his balance. I saw it like three or four times. He still came up with a save somehow. And I don't there some of his you can tell he's just not playing with any confidence right now because some of his reactions are just so messy and just out of place. Like I don't know. It's hard to it's almost hard to describe. I can't it, I can't, per, I can't pinpoint the particular game. Maybe it was the Seattle game. No, because I think VTech was playing, but there was a shot that rang off the post against him and he just did one of those like froze and like didn't even move like didn't even turn to see if it bounced off he was just like oh shit i got beat yeah uh, so i like i said he played great last game but i it still doesn't look great whereas vanacek kind of looks more in control he's looking like he's playing with so much confidence right now and the team in front of him i think is playing a lot like i think it has a lot to do with the who's playing in goal because i I think there's a lot of times where Sammy will let up like one kind of early or like just he'll let up a soft goal. And then like you could tell during this whole stretch of the last over the last two months, the team would just be like, oh, my God, here we go again. And with Vantage Check, I just don't see that. I see them playing a little harder. I mean, and that's not that's not Sammy's fault, but that's just the way it is. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to disagree. Um I mean, it's not like we're looking at advanced analytics that, that they just play and have played better with VTech in front of them. Right. And this is, uh, you know, maybe a little too inside baseball, but I think it comes down to Sammy's setup. Again, I don't love his paint job in the pads. Yeah, it's very true. You look good, good play good. I think that's 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 it right there, right? Yeah, I'm just saying, like, if I'm doing, you know, if this is 2004 or five, if I'm doing create a goalie, I'm not, that's not my color, my colorway. If I'm a Cavs goalie, that's yeah. not my, yeah, that's I not think my, the bigger issue is VTEX pads. Yeah, those are also gross. They're blue. Yeah, I was, I was about to say it too. VTEX pads aren't great either. Yeah, I don't like VTEX pads at all. Yeah, if we could play Fukali more just to see those pads, frankly. Yeah, but um, I mean, yeah, I mean, but the, the power play looked a lot better. Yeah, that's, that's what I was about to get to. I was just yeah. Uh, go ahead, and, why don't you rip on the PP here? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, just like like uh, AB was saying, I think they do feel more confident with VTech in that, which obviously helps. Which obviously helps, like the way they're playing and everything. But on the power play, I think it's been like Oshi and Backstrom finally getting settled. That's been like that's made the most difference. Like seeing them back to like game speed has like totally changed the look of that power play. Like yesterday, even though they only scored on like what one of them, it, it looked really good. Yeah. Well, and our boy Tarek, so we had him on about a month and a half ago, and he was even saying that um, we did have some people that were contrary in there, like regardless of who's out on the ice, blah blah blah. But there is a, a sense of uh, a sense of you know calmness with the team as well, right? If you see someone like Bastion, who you know can handle the puck, can protect the puck, you're going to loosen your grip on the stick a little bit. Being out there with guys that have poise, right? Like poise is somewhat contagious. Mm-hmm. you're less likely just to fumble fuck the puck or over overhandle it when you've got a guy on the ice that what you know has a thousand points yeah most of them 70 percent of them being apples yeah yeah exactly yeah it's it's funny because back from 
like even I, I even I said to Tark, and I, I was one of those people. Like I don't think it's a, like I don't think it's personality at this point. But I, obviously, I was very, very wrong. Backstrom comes in, and Oshie comes back, and it's starting to clip at like what we normally see. And this is almost the same thing as Sammy's. There are times when the power play still doesn't look that great, but they still manage to score. Um, last night was not that case, not the case. Like they looked great over the past three or four games they have looked great like on most of the power plays and last night was was it last night's game or calgary's game where uh it was it was the most one touch passes i think i've ever seen this team yeah play. i know i think that was a calgary one that was crazy yeah it was it was insane it was just one touch pass to like from koozie to Baxham to oshi back to Baxham to carlson over to ob or something like that and i was like holy shit why do we not do that more often I know they're such like a patient group. Like even when they like have the puck in their own end, like the D and they're trying to get it out, like Orlov, they'll just like stand still and look for the pass. Cause that's just like how they're programmed to play, I guess. I don't know. I think missing Oshi for that long too. I mean, he's such an integral part of this team. Like him not being on that power play, he goes in and wins puck battles that other players don't. And, 100%. and he's so good at that. Yeah. And, and he buries from the slot. Like, not all the time, but I mean, he—he's—he's he's a bit, a bit of a better sniper than Tom Wilson, I think, at this point. Oh, I um, totally agree with that. Yeah, so I mean, not to Tom. Tom's having a hell of a year too, but Oshi in that slot. I, I think, think it's the release. I don't know if he's got a necessarily better shot. I think his release is quicker. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got probably. like better hands. Like he knows how to shoot in tight and stuff like that. And and sometimes Oshi just makes the smarter play and is quicker with the like the bump passes than than Wilson is. I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he's got some pretty good. I remember telling guys when he got traded to the Caps. Um, I mean, I was subjected to a lot of Blues games. There's a story there that you guys are familiar with, but I was pumped up. People were like, oh, dude, his hands are nasty. His hands are nasty. And like, yeah, there's also like highlight reels of him just blowing people up, too. Right. Yeah. Like he knows where the, he just knows where the ice is, which is incredible. Like if he was a better skater, he would be like a top end player in the league. But like he sees the ice well, he makes big hits. Less less now, you know, he's getting older, but he he does play a pretty complete game. Um, and like it's a hundred percent every shift too. He has like the heaviest feet in the world. It looks like when he's skating. Dude. He, looks he just like looks like the thickest human being. Right, His like neck he just, is like, like he wastes so much energy skating. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a wind parachute on his back at all times he's like, he's like dragging a fridge on the ice yeah. other than that, all right i had a coach tell me i skated like my nuts are stapled to my legs damn i don't even know what that looks like Hold on, I'm trying. Uh, short strides i guess i don't know yeah, i don't really, really think short, short strides. strides if you're six foot four but i guess i did your legs are just in tight i don't know i'm all legs man i just i don't if i don't have to exert energy whatever so, hey, you know what? The Caps are uh, they're perfect again. Everything's going well. Um, I'm not going to back down, though. I think that they're still at this point a first-round exit team. And we're a little bit over the first week in March here. I think the East is set. I don't think there's any – I don't think Columbus is climbing back up. As of now, they're 13 points back with two games in hand. Like, they've got almost a full 100 points below the Caps in uh, winning percentage. I don't, don't mind if I go back to the Caps for one second. Yeah. I just wanted to say, I think one of the biggest like things that's different about the team is Manta coming back. He's so good. Every yeah. time he's on the ice, he's doing the right things and he's getting the pucks. He's passing it to people that are open. He's 
clearing bodies and stuff. He's throwing hits. He is such an effective player. Yeah, it'd be really cool if him and Vrana would do more to be forever linked together. I know. <laughs> Blowing their shoulders out in the same week, scoring on the same night. It's like, um, but if we're going to really find a winner and loser of this trade, we need them to figure the fuck out and one of them to suck. So, they need to play in the playoffs. Both teams can be winners, right? That's I mean, true. Nope, nope. But what does that do for views? Yeah, that's, that's very true. I, Mantha's release last night was unbelievable. That shot was so quick and intense. The one that hit that the Calgary? post? Is that Calgary? That was Calgary. I yeah, the Calgary it. one was ridiculous. Yeah. And again, you know, it's not all swag, but as the article of the, the best strip caps team, the all white twig, I love that. I know. Eh? I like it too. I think it's a good look on him. Yeah. Yeah. You see him just like um, protecting the puck and his all white stick going around the entire end zone. Yeah, or that's like this old S19 purist was like Spezza was rocking those. Oh, the S19 was a good twig. The Pures, where they were the white ones. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. in the Mako. Do you remember the Mako or was that yeah. past your Yeah. No, I that was I was still playing juniors then. That was I, a good I stick. I my car as one of those S19s. I probably, had probably the last one in existence. I'm I do not want to make this stick. Phil Kessel has them still. Who? Kessel. I need to get a Kessel stick then. But he's is he's a righty, isn't he? He's got like a yeah, warehouse. He's a righty. Um, also, congrats yeah. to Phil on having his baby. Yesterday. Yeah, that was pretty cool that the Yotes uh, had him play one shift, sent him off the ice, and chartered him back to Phoenix. That was really cool. And he's back in Toronto tonight to play. Yeah, had the Ironman streak intact. Um, so, shout out to Phil Kessel. Uh, but, yeah, back to the Eastern Conference. Like, I again, Toronto, they're dropping in the Atlantic, and Jack Campbell's out for another two weeks. Like I said last week, if there's a team I see that's going to slide, it's them. Maybe Boston moves up, but I don't see them sliding out of playoff contention at this point. They've the got a almost 20-point lead on Columbus. The Leafs or Washington? The Leafs. Oh, yeah, they're not sliding out of playoffs. Especially their top line's stupid good. I was going to say, Austin Matthews might be the MVP this year. Yeah, he's making a pretty good case, um, which leads me to my next point. Can anybody tell me, like, why, like, what would I be happy about in the goal race right now? Like, what, what do you the mean? Redeeming, what's the redeeming feature of Ovi not being first in goals right now? Him scoring 50. That's all I care about. Chris Kreider not being in first place. Thank fucking God that. Uh, okay. that title yeah, that's a good point. Because we cannot have Chris Kreider win a fucking scoring title while Alex Ovechkin's in the league. Yeah, what he would you do if Chris Kreider... Or Kucherov or... We can't like, lose... What would you do if Chris, if Chris Kreider, Kreider won the rocket? Strap myself to a rocket to the goddamn moon. I would say it would be like one of them Jonathan Chichu years where he's like, Jonathan Chichu scored 51 year and then he was he was out of the league the next year. He was playing in the American League like three years later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just exactly. feel like if Kreider got 50, I would just, like, not know what to do. Like, i just, like, get a job at McDonald's or something for I one day. I think he's going to get 50, though, which kind of sucks. Well, hey, so I, we, can, we, can, we haven't talked stats a ton, and I, was, I went down uh, a little bit here. So, as far as defenseman points, um, John Carlson, top mm-hmm. 10. Defenseman goals, John Carlson, top 10. Ooh. Defenseman assists. Well, you know what? John Carlson's top 10 there. Son of a gun. That's crazy. And I don't want to put a ton of influence on this particular episode on the trade deadline, but I just don't – guys, 
number one demon just don't get moved like that that's this was my point i saw people like you saying can't this. Money it's like ball, what do you, you want money ball hockey it's, yeah we it's said like this there, last there's an eye test like, like you can't yeah. exactly you can't, do like, the, the, you can't graph what a, a top 10 defenseman in the league is. And, you know maybe he's not a top 10 defenseman but he is points wise I, I, there's these guys don't grow on trees and hey yeah. Orlov's playing out of his mind whatever that's awesome Orlov isn't going to put up those points and like, Orlov can be an awesome defenseman in his own right and John Carlson can exist in the same universe John Carlson exactly. is a defenseman in this league by the way I don't I, let's cut that narrative what you just tried to say I, I think do. there's I think I could find 10 D-man I take before him all right name them list them besides right now huh yeah let's go oh, on Mark, the spot Victor okay Hedman. so Hedman Yosti I would take Cider at this point Makar both of them I mean if we're going age upside I would take both of those guys I was saying um, I wouldn't pick Cider right now, but age-wise, sure. I would well, yeah, that. I mean, are we saying in a, in a seven-game series? Or are we saying for the duration of their contract? Seven-game series right now this year. Then I'm then John Carlson's a top ten, but is he a top ten defenseman in the NHL, or is he a top ten defenseman for a team in the playoffs? Besides the point, um, he's a top tw- top fifteen, no doubter. Okay, there might be ten guys I take ahead of him. Um, but that's besides the point. It, guys look at him because he's, he makes a lot of money. Okay, that's a simple solution. But now we're taking a team that their primary uh, MO is high scoring, right? We're President's Trophy team year in, year out almost. They score a lot of goals, score a lot of points. You remove almost you know anywhere from on any given season what – 65 to 90 points from your team like who replaces those points we're calling on young guys to step up and do this do that like who's going to replace those points that's the thing like what are people expecting to get in return like obviously you get a big haul but like who do you think is going to step in and be better than john carlson the name and we're a team on a in a window there is a window right unless it's a one for one and there's no one for one comparable right now that would even make sense. Like there, there's nothing that would make sense that would uh, a John Carlson trade would work. The one name that I keep seeing is John Klingberg, right? Is that what you guys keep seeing? As John Klingberg has right? two goals this year. Yeah. One, thank you. John Klingberg, fine. He, he's, had, he's been good previous seasons. One, he's not having a great season this year. Two, Dallas's defense is – he's not the number one guy there. No. Miro Heiskanen is. And he's out with mono. And you want to bring yeah. in, you want to bring in John Klingberg, who's not a number one on his own fucking team, and expect him to come in and be our number one. Well, mind you, part of the reason that he's leaving Dallas is because someone like Heiskanen came in and got a payday after him, after Klingberg felt like he'd paid his dues. So he's not going to come to Washington and magically say, "Hey, actually, you know what? Pay me less money, guys. I'm happy." <laughs> yeah. So, I'm, so again, I'm not, I'm not saying that John Carlson is playing at a Norris level right now. Yeah, that's um, the thing. Like, that's what that's my argument. I was like, obviously, he's not like a Norris defenseman, but like comparing him and Jensen is so like irrelevant. It's like comparing Crosby and Ovi. Like, they're two very different players who do very different things. What John Carlson does is more valuable than what Nick Jensen does. That's why he makes way more money than him. He's on the probably under. That's why he's yeah. probably underpaid. I saw the athletic, like, you know how they do those like projected contracts of how much players are worth. He's $11 million and he only makes eight. Like yeah, eight I is like, eight is a very good price for John Carlson. It's arguably underpaid. 
Yeah, I mean, for, for again, very different types of players, like Rasmus Ristolainen just signed a five-by-five five deal. Like, I think that John Carlson is way more than $3 million better than Rasmus Ristolainen. Correct. And I would, and that's going to be the market for defensemen like that this offseason. Like, you want to go overpay for someone like Rasmus Ristolainen, or do you want to have a John Carlson? Am I crazy for comparing Ristolainen and Klingberg? I feel like they're almost the same. Like, they're the same. Uh, not, not same type of player, but production wise, I don't think that's an enormous stretch. Yeah, yeah I, I think Klingberg the, used to be way better. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do with that what you will, but like, Again, looking where we're going to pull money in a, a cap-tight team on a window, anybody thinking that John Carlson's getting moved, I think you're, A, uh, perhaps Hi. under-informed, and B, over-opinionated. Like, you can have thoughts that you <laughs> keep to yourself. And C, a child. Yeah, so you can have thoughts that you can keep to yourself. Um, again, again, not just going to beat the same drum from last week. I don't see any trade that you know, excites me. There's one player that would excite me that's somehow linked to the Capitals. I think everyone at this point is just taking flyers on him. No pun intended. Uh, Giroux. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind him. But uh, if you guys want to, you know, think about it and, you know, play hypotheticals. We'll get into our big hypotheticals next week. Yeah, but moving someone like Giroux means saying goodbye to someone that was probably integral on the cup run. Lars, Lars or TJ Oshie. See, here's the thing: TJ Oshie's not getting moved. He's more untouchable than John Carlson. I don't think we so. were all. We can save I that argument so. for next week. I'm only gonna. I'll just say this: just the only reason I say that is because I think we talked about this last week too. Locker room like, guy. Locker room guy. He, you, you get rid of Oshie, and that locker room is a mess. Um, I don't know if it's a mess. It's a certainly less charismatic group. That's what I mean. Like, I think like the, the guys who have been there for a while looking at the GM, like, what are you doing? Yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Those are the type of moves yeah. that would have to be made to make the space for someone like that. So a either Cavs fans get realistic with this trade deadline yeah. dream, or this is a team that is bound for first round, second round at the max. I, I would, I, if they get out of the first round, I think they could, do damage it depends well, on how- speaking of that i guess we can jump to john scott's comments about this that he always has such intelligent things to say let's talk about john particularly scott. about the capitals uh, if you guys can't tell that was sarcasm um <laughs> i'm gonna sneeze bless you oh bless you again i was kind enough to mute myself yeah, um so yeah i don't know what the exact quote was ben do you have it in front of you um i don't have it i can pull it up while you guys talk though yeah, so paraphrasing, John Scott was saying teams that are jockeying for playoff position right now are fighting for one spot, and that spot would be to play Washington. So those top seeds are apparently, you know, according to John Scott, big brain Michigan Tech, um, noted NHL goal scorer. Oh, no, sorry. He was a scrub. Noted NHL scrub. My bad. Um, he actually. Yeah, uh, yeah, all-star MVP. What a joke that was. We don't have enough time to go down okay. that route. The exact quote was, the only race in the East is for first place. Everyone wants to play the Caps, and nobody wants to play the Bruins. See, that's not. That's just not true. Uh, I think teams want to play the Bruins as well. Yeah, I, think, I do too. I, I mean, if you're, if you're one of those top teams in the East, 
who do you want in the first round? Do you want Washington or do you want Boston? No, that part is true. I do. I would at this point, I do think teams are like, all right, Washington's the team to play right now. That's a, that's an easy first round buy. But side note, spin zone. I think that's a great position to be in. Yeah, I agree with that. Zero pressure. People are going to be sleeping on you hardcore. Think it's a great position to be in. So fuck that. Who cares? Two, the quote that he says no one wants to play Boston, I think is very untrue. I think teams are okay with playing Boston. Yeah, I don't think yeah. they're as intimidating as they usually are. Like, obviously, they still have the big three and McAvoy now. But I think, like, other than that, they're not as deep as they have been in years past. Nebraska yeah. isn't playing good in the playoffs anymore. Yeah, and, and their defense isn't, like, that deep. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you have McAvoy and Greslick and Brandon Carlo. I think that's about it, though. I got a caveat here. I think the Cavs could potentially make noise in the first round if they play one of two teams. I think if they play Florida in the first round, Florida spanks them. Yeah, I agree. I think if they're matched up with a team that they have certain history with, Tampa Bay. I would go higher up in the pecking order. I don't think, I don't know if Tampa could still do it, but. Are you saying Pittsburgh? I'm saying Carolina or the Rangers are two teams that I think would be more likely to take that one seed. You're telling me a playoff series, Caps, Rangers in the first round? Yeah. I don't think they win that, though. I agree. Yeah, I don't think so either, but I think that that becomes a game where it's not just roster versus roster, right? right. Like, is that team on paper better, I think, than comes in the mental warfare of, well, do I have to actually dress Ryan Reeves for a playoff game? Is he in the press box? Or... <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I think either of those two scenarios – I don't know if the Caps fare any better. I think that they would be more exciting. Um, I think it all then, comes down to how they're playing because, like, it's all about, like, going on no a roll shit. right at the right time. Yeah, exactly. So it's because, like, they spanked the Rangers 5-1 to one opening night, and then they got spanked by the Rangers. So, like, anything can happen. It's just, like, who's playing the hottest going in. Right now, just, Washington's playing the hottest, which I like. But I – the Rangers – the only reason why the Rangers scare me and they're going to be annoying for the next fucking 20 years again is because their team's not going to be good. The Shesterskin is going to be a Vesna winner like four fucking times. Yeah. Yeah, you could be, you know, so fortunate to go from someone like Longquist to a goalie that's having a potentially record-setting save percentage yeah. season. Yeah, it's we, like we went from Holpe to Samson. Like, it's, it, they just went from Longquist to Shesterskin. I used to complain about this all the time because the Rangers, they got every big every big deadline move, right? They got Shattenkirk. They traded. They got Brad Richards in the summer. They got St. Louis. Like, Rick Nash. Rick Nash. Rick Nash. And they never won it. I loved it. And I was like, it's going to be cap hell. The rebuild's going to be brutal. And they had their fall guy. They had David Quinn come in, coach the team for a little bit, you know. Get fired. And they had everyone handed to them. Panarin would only sign in New York. Adam Fox would only play in New York. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. They're good. Yeah. Um, still hate the Rangers. I mean, I, I, I don't know what's, uh, what to think about them. They're you can only joke that someone too. like Zubanejad, like all of a sudden, isn't worth what he makes because it took him a while to become, I would say, a more elite player in the league. So maybe it's a flash in the pan. He's still really streaky. He's one of the yeah. more streaky, like, superstars in the league. I don't think they can count on Chris Kider scoring 40 goals next year. Uh, I'll put that bet down right now. The guy hasn't scored a goal outside of the crease all season. He has, like, 38 of them. Yeah. I don't uh, think he's taking another, a shot all year. Another take that I'll say about these playoffs is 
well, it, it all really depends on how well Vanny's playing. If he's continuing to mm-hmm. play at this level, I think teams are going to be like, oh, shit, let's not fuck around with the Cavs. Uh, if Pittsburgh doesn't make a move for a goalie, I think teams would – I'm not going to say they want to play Pittsburgh because you got Crosby and Malkin playing at elite levels right now, obviously, because they always do. But their goal attending is not great. It's been really well, good this season, but it does have a history of falling apart in the playoffs. Yeah. I think the same thing with Boston there, right? Like they have two young goalies as well. Pittsburgh, two young goalies, Washington, two young goalies. The Rangers have two young goalies, but again, one of them's playing at almost a historic level. Like that's why, you know, teams like Carolina and Florida, granted, um, you know, on paper going into this year, people think, Oh, is, is Bob going to be a number one or like those guys have the experience. They have the track record. They've been there. I don't know. I don't love going into the postseason with two – or not rookies, but two basically rookie goalies. Yeah. I like the thought of giving Vanacek another chance, though, because he got he earned it last year and then got hurt in the first game. I do agree. That's fair. Forgot about that. And, you know, that's fine. Like, if that's their what their commitment's going to be is we're going to ride with them. But, again, I think you have to hedge your expectations there. Like, yeah. this isn't 2018. Mm. No, you're making good points. Um, and I don't want to be overly negative. I think that my demeanor, you know, is generally a little, a little cheerful, but like, again, I just, I, I don't want to keep shitting on this team, but I don't think that they're a team that wins 16 playoff games. We also spent 10 minutes on a quote from John Scott, who we uh, just shit on. Yeah, who we all don't even like or respect his opinion. <laughs> and he's also, I'm pretty sure like he said this like last year when the whole Wilson Panera thing happened. Well, he's also, he's also yeah. the one that said Tom Wilson should be out of the league, right? Because he, he said something stupid. Uh, he said he, Obi was definitely past his prime and wasn't going to have a good year. Yeah, last uh, year he made a whole video about the Tom Wilson thing, though, where he said it was like a joke. Meanwhile, this guy was like trying to jump Phil Kessel in a preseason game. Right. Yeah. Like John Scott is the one to say that, hey, he, he has to be kicked out of the league because what did you do? Oh, you couldn't even skate. You couldn't even tie your own skates. You just fought people. Yeah. Um. Did anybody see? No, he is a bum. Yeah. Anybody see Detroit just scrolling themselves tonight? Nadelkovich tried to swat a puck out of the air and swatted it between his own legs. That's, That's good. He's my fantasy goalie, so. Over in that game. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I made the smart move. I didn't have Felina or Fiala playing against the Rangers because I thought um, Shesterkin was playing, but it was Georgiev. And you know who had a hell of a game was that Fiala and uh, Felina line. Nice. So, yeah, I'm a stick staying hot in fantasy. Um, so, yeah, we're not going to keep you much longer here. Ben's got shinny hockey tonight. Yeah, uh, big time. So, what else yeah. we got going on in the league here? We got Matthews playing at MVP level. Um, no great real trade news. What's up? Um, it would have been great to see him in the Olympics. It's actually weird for him, but yeah. Um, something you didn't mention. I don't know if you hate the person or the team, Bob, but uh, Nick got a thousand points. Ovi and Baxter played a thousand games together. You don't want to comment on that. Is there a problem with them that you did have? We not, did we not talk about that in the beginning? Uh, we might just touch on it, but I don't think we talked about it. No, I thought that, you know, at this point, 40 minutes into the recording, someone would have brought it up by now. Um, but yeah, a thousand games together. Yeah, that's pretty unreal. I think that's so sick. Yeah. Uh, if you look at so just around the league, guys that have been playing their thousandth game, there's not a lot of them that have done it in one team, one uniform. And then doing I mean, both those guys playing a thousand games together, I, I, I'm sure there was lists dropped like 
a bunch last night, but was there last two guys that did that? Was it Sadines? Like I think the last two might have been Seabrook and Keith. That would make sense also. Or like Kopitar and Brown or something. Yeah. Has uh has Kobe played a thousand yet? Probably. I thought he did, but I wasn't sure. I think yeah, he's like an 05 did, draft. So I'm sure he did. Yeah. Um, they bringing up these all-time lists, like, like, or no, points since like 06, 07, and the top five is always like Giroux, Crosby, oh. <laughs> Ov, Malkin, Backstrom, and like Kane or Giroux are in there. Somewhere. Yeah, and then there's like a fifth person. I know. Um. So yeah, I mean that that is awesome. Um. We I don't know. Did we start this last week? Was it the the John Carlson talk? But Nick Backstrom is going to go down as one of the best Swedish players of all time. Yeah, hundred percent. Nick Backstrom's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. And um, see, this is the problem we, with we this podcast is we all just agree on everything. But... Well, that's what I'm saying. We can we can put that one to bed real quick. Yeah. Um, but just real quick, congrats to Nick Backstrom. Like yeah, top two favorite program. players of all time, thousand points. Yeah. That's so sad. Yeah, I actually wore my Backstrom jersey to the game the other. I can't believe I didn't acknowledge him. Um, if anyone's got an extra Backstrom gnome lying around, you can send that my way. Um, <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention at the game. Um, so when we were walking up to our seats, I was rocking a uh, Chirpin DMV jersey. It was me and uh, me and my, uh, my buddy because I had an extra jersey. So he was like, "Dude, that thing's sick. Can I wear it?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." We're walking up to our seats. And this guy's like, dude, you guys are tripping DMV? And, like, he wasn't – I already passed him, but he talked – he was talking to my other guy. He's like – my friend was like, yeah, man, I fucking rock the hell out of tripping DMV. And he's like, no way, dude. Like – and then he started asking him all these podcast questions. He's like, dude, I'm just kidding. I, I, it's just my boy over here. So then I started talking to the guy. So just a quick shout-out to him. His name is Mike. He works uh, – he's on the TXHT podcast, the Experience Hockey Talk. So oh, shout-out hey. shout out Mike. Yeah. Good guy, Mike. I like that. Very um, all right. Trivia question. I'll give you AB guys alternating, alternating guesses. Okay. There are five Swedish-born NHL players with more points than Nicholas Backstrom. Can you give me one, Ben? Not Nick number Lid- one, just one of the people ahead of him. Nick Lidstrom? A.B.? Uh... One of the Sedines, Henrik Sedin. Two. All right. Is it my turn again? More, three more people, three more Swedes ahead of Backstrom in points. You said Henrik and Nicholas Lidstrom. That's three and four all time. Um, Peter Forsberg. Incorrect. Peter Forsberg. Really? Is oh, yeah. He was hurt, hurt. right? Henrik yep. Hurt. Yeah. Henrik Zetterberg is immediately behind Backstrom. Damn it. Uh, Daniel Sedin. Daniel Sedin is fifth, immediately ahead of Backstrom. So, who is number one and number two Swedes all time in points? Daniel Averton. Number two. Matt Matt Sundin. Number one. Yeah, dude, we're so good. Yeah. We're the best. You know what all those people ahead of Backstrom are for sure? All fans. Retired? Uh, Yes, both can be true. (laughs) All retired. All NHL Hall of Famers. And, you know, Matt Sundin doesn't have a cup. That's weird. Is he going to make it to the Hall of Fame? Yeah. No, everyone always uh, shit talks Backstrom because he doesn't have the uh, personal awards. But Backstrom's also the 40th player in NHL history to 1,000 points, so you have to think that counts for something. I mean, 1,000 points in 1,037 games, that's a pretty good clip. I mean, yeah, no, it's not considering a bad everybody else that played ahead of him was at minimum, the, the closest age was seven years older. 
So all the people that were playing against, oh, played against cardboard cutouts, blah, blah. Mind you, Backstrom was a point-per-game almost player over a 1,000 games when it's been harder to score than ever. I'm probably the I'm best like shocked that Peter Forsberg, like Peter Forsberg obviously is a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? Yeah, yeah. He only yeah. played uh, 700 games, and he's the first He was on the Hall NHL's game. 100 greatest players of all time. Let's he see. might be one of the most underrated players of all time. Yeah. Those Swedes, they get underrated. Him, um, I might throw Lindros up there. Do you want to do a top five most underrated players? He might be. Um, at least for the last 20 years. Like, hey, I definitely. So what? Well, so I guess three of your five are Backstrom, Lindros, Forsberg? Three yeah. of your five? Yep. Opitar? Or is he not underrated? Uh, he's got personal awards. You know, he's won some stuff. But, like, uh, Lindros won the MVP in the middle of the 90s, uh, in the middle of a 20-year tear where it was Gretzky, Yager, Lemieux. Gretzky, Yager, Lemieux. Um, he was, like, the prototypical power forward. Like, he was unreal. And then people don't realize how physical Forsberg was either. Like, there's clips of Forsberg skating around the puck for 45 seconds, skating in a circle in the offensive zone. No one could touch him. Yeah. Like, Forsberg was – the type of player that if you saw him in his prime um, would do shit that you see like Tom Wilson do now. And it's like, Oh my God, how the hell did he do that? And like, Cause the guys like Peter Forsberg being that because size. That should be kicked out of the league. Yeah. Forsberg, and Wilson, all of them out of the league. Um, so yeah, that's, that's sweet talk for this episode. Dude, that's a great segment. We should do some nice sweet talk. Sweet, sweet, talk. Talk. sweet talk. talking. I can think of one country that would like that a lot. Well, I mean, the pun only works with them. And I'm, I'm Swedish, so. Cool. Yeah, a little sweet talking. Yeah. All sweet. Finn, no Finn talk doesn't work. Yeah, that's uh, Yeah, and Finn means end in some random country, right? Yeah, yes. and at the, I think France. Yeah, yeah, not Finland. Not in Finland. The only reason why I mean, Endland. A Fairly Odd Parents episode. That's a mm. good show. Yeah. That's a very good show. Have you seen they're making a live action show that I'm not going to watch ever? Yeah, I'm definitely not going to watch that. No, you can't. You can't make that live action. No, no. I don't, eh, no, no, I don't see a way that that They works. did it with Drake Bell, but isn't he like a child molester yeah, now? Yeah, we don't need to. Yeah, Drake Campania. Drake what? Uh, I believe it was Campania when he, he tried to be a Spanish artist. And what is Bell in Spanish? I think it's. I think he literally <laughs> he made it Spanish. Yeah, he tried to have like a, a Spanish recording career. So the more you know, you come to Chirp and DMV to learn about Nickelodeon stars. I never even watched Drake and Josh, but I know that Drake Bell tried to you start. never watched a, Drake and Josh. That was a good know, show. Tried to start a Spanish. Josh is in the new Christopher Nolan movie, just got announced. So two um, opposite of, sides of the spectrum. Which, there. Christopher Nolan, this, this was not a Christopher Nolan film, but you did see the new Batman. I did. I was actually going to ask you guys if you had seen it. I had not. Um, I opted to see Jackass last week. Wasn't right. disappointed. Was in and out in about half the time that you were, and I bet I laughed way more. Uh, you would be surprised. I have a pretty dark sense of humor. A, B, have you seen it? No. No? Do you plan on seeing it? Wait, wait I do. Don't tell me shit. Jackass or Batman? Batman. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't seen that either. So, okay. I guess no. So. Yeah, I heard it was the best movie like of all time. Okay, so I'll give you my brief review. Like, I won't touch on any like plot points or anything, so I don't spoil it. Robert Pattinson as Batman might be my favorite Batman. I will say that he's dope. Well, that's it for the podcast this week. <laughs> he's unreal. 
um just like the whole tone and everything like how dark it is they nailed that like it looks really good the music is sick are any nirvana fans in in the chat here oh yeah uh, i like nirvana i think if we're gonna go on the overrated wagon i think that they are uh, one of the most overrated and overcredited bands in music along with the beatles but that's another story for another time the, yeah. the first batman trailer that came out was like so a nirvana song yeah and I was something like, in the way awesome i yeah. know i, I never good. listened to nirvana but now i listen to that song all the time because of that yep. movie yeah it's uh spotify streams i think like went a hundred times yeah than what they normally were after it just goes movie. with the movie so good that like, you just think about the scene that'd be awesome I know, but it did get me to listen to the the album. Never mind, I'd never heard it all the way through. It's I kind of agree with you, uh, Bobcat. I wasn't like there's a couple of good songs, but yeah, no, I think that they are. Um, I mean, them, the Beatles, Elvis, they all kind of fall into that range of people that um, you know just given a ton of credit for the movement and the part of the music they were part of. The Beatles aren't that great. John Lennon was a humongous piece of shit. Um, they weren't great musicians technically if you want to get into like the details of it um so like if you're talking the, about, like, the, the technicality of like the beatles versus like you know led zeppelin led zeppelin blows them out of the water but the beatles did more for transfer performing music blah 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 like elvis he was cranking out movies like once a week he was a movie star and the studio would give him songs he wasn't a songwriter you got guys like buddy holly that were the real king of rock and roll right so same thing with Nirvana and the grunge movement, right? They're given all this credit, everything. You got bands like Pearl Jam, Alice and Stone, or Alice and Chains, like Stone Temple Pilots that, you know, did a lot as well. So in a nutshell, those are my three most overrated musicians and bands. So you have your three most overrated bands and your three most underrated players. Yeah. It's a big list day for you. Big list day. You know, it's March Madness. I'm just eliminating things left and right. Like, uh, yeah, the gambling has uh, came back to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In a good way? Actually, it is good. I've been actually, I've been, I've been on fire. It's all coming back to you. Yeah. I don't have a gambling problem. I'm winning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had 12 bets in today. Yeah, it's not a problem <laughs> if you're winning. Exactly. Um, good so, 12 yeah. bets in. Calvin Ridley. Woo, whoops. Yeah, oh, yeah I that? saw that. Um, well, hey, we got our guy, right? We got me, our guy. I'm not a yeah. We got Fuck him. It. Him. Let's go. Commanders, comrades, whatever. But yeah, so uh, number 11 retired in uh, the phone booth, but not in D.C. Carson Wentz coming to Washington. Ugh. Oh, yeah, I don't know too much about football, but everything I saw last year was just how bad Carson Wentz is. Best decision maker in the game. You just hand the ball off to Jacobs all, all year. Jonathan Taylor. Taylor, Taylor, yeah. Oh, he's sick. Yeah. yeah. He actually – his stats do actually look pretty good from last year, which everyone's, like, ragging on him. But like, Wasn't he – well, didn't the playoff for the Super Bowl odds go down when they got him? Yeah, yeah. No, they stayed the same. I think didn't they? They did not they move did at all. At, they stayed the same at first, but then they dropped. It was uh, it they? Was, yeah, they went from fifty to one to sixty to one. So, so yeah. nothing like a, a confidence-inspiring move to get Washington sports fans fired up for a good playoff run here. So yeah, the Cavs start to play well, take the take the heat off of them by uh, trading for Carson Wentz. 
Yeah. The only thing that would have made it better is if the Wizards somehow got Russell Westbrook back. Yeah. And yeah. I saw people are not happy with Russell Westbrook either. That he's like could be. Or didn't Magic Johnson say he's like the worst trade that they've ever made? Well, um, I don't know because I'm not even gonna pretend to care about basketball. Yeah, I don't that, care about it either. I just saw a headline. Reason, um, they're calling him Russell Westbrook because he throws brick and bricks only. And he came out and had to say that he does not like people attacking him and his family and that his son in school is like so uh what's the word i'm looking for he's so proud to to be a westbrook he loves his name westbrook but now all the kids are calling him westbrook well so make proud. more buckets shoot better yeah yeah that comes down to you daddy he he said you can criticize my basketball playing but you can't criticize my family no, they're just criticizing your basketball playing. It's actually exactly what they're doing. Well, and you know what? You know what always helps when someone gives you a nickname you don't like? Publicly yeah. acknowledge how much you dislike that nickname. Yeah, that usually like, gets rid of it. Yeah. I'm about it. Yeah. yeah. You guys stop calling me Westbrook, thanks. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we touched on a lot of things. Got a little, little unhinged on some topics. Almost all the sports. Yeah. I mean, if you listened all the way to the end. Baseball's was, back. Right? That's all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Baseball's back. There we go. Um, so, yeah, let us know. I think next week we'll probably spend a little bit more time on the trade deadline. We'll be, yeah, uh, I think next week we'll just, we'll all come yeah. in with some, some fresh trade ideas jotted down. Yeah. And maybe then we'll yes. all so get on cap friendly. Nice. Get on cap friendly. Maybe look back at some. Then we'll all email them the GMBM together. Yeah. So, here's um, what we how think. about here's, here's an idea. Let's go back and look at favorite deadline acquisition and least favorite. That is a good idea. Right, we're all going to. Who's your favorite and why is it Mike Weber? Was that his name? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy who like hit the puck right into our net. That was Weber's cool. brother. Get him as like a seventh D man in GM mode all the time. Like, what about? Well, I don't want to put all my cards on the table, but you know we got guys like Curtis Glencross. Oh yeah, oh, Gary Legend. Yeah. Yeah, Tim, Curtis was Tim Gleason, uh, Tim Gleason, yeah, of the Wyman. If we're throwing out names, I mean Jason Arnott, that was awesome. Love that one. Yeah, right. So <laughs> let's see. We'll we'll go down. Um, we'll do worst or uh, not necessarily worst because we know the worst one's going to be the Forsberg trade. Um, right. But but I mean, we did get Martin Havlat out of it. Or not Martin Havlat, Martin Erat. Sorry. Yeah, he scored an empty netter for us. Realistically, the only good thing about that trade was Tom Wilson's best friend came in the package or yeah, temporary. Michael Lada. Lada. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll do a little deep dive into the Cavs trade deadline. Um, maybe some favorite moves, least favorite moves and some hypotheticals. Um, why don't you, you know, throw out some crazy uh, scenarios on the Twitterverse and, and we'll see what we can come up with. In the Twitter sphere. That's what uh, Ice Cube calls it in 21 Jump Street. 22 Jump Street? 21. Like, y'all having a party? <laughs> in the Twittersphere. In the Twittersphere on the bird. Um, so, yeah. Next week, I don't want to say a trade deadline special because the deadline is the 21st. Man, still man, man, man. Almost two weeks there. But, um, yeah. What do we got coming up next for the Caps? We had back-to-back games. Uh, got uh, the schedule is my background. Don't worry. We've got uh, – Vancouver, Vancouver tonight, the Islanders next on the 15th, then the Blue Jackets on the 17th, and back-to-back. Three and no, three go. Three and a week to me. 
Yeah, we got hey, Brock Messer, pack your uh, luggage. According to Jeff Merrick, your link to watch. Pack your crap. You should start that. Yeah. Hashtag pack your crap. You not want him. Yeah. So you heard. You don't like you wait. Whoa. You don't want Brock Brock Besser. Nope. AB wants him. Nope. Said sell the farm for Besser. Um, Have a good weekend, guys. Actually, I'll sell. I'll sell our whole farm for anybody. Honestly, fuck our farm. Let's go. Actually, before we go, I'm gonna get random here because I got Batman on the brain. Favorite Batman villain from the movies. Go. Oh, favorite Batman villain. Like Joker seems like the obvious choice, but I want to see if there's any hot takes out here. Because I might go Bane. Um, Bane wasn't really. I was gonna say not Bane because realistically, he he's was like, cool. He didn't really do anything cool. He's not like, like the bad with, guy. I know. His like his he's fight like with Batman man. wasn't like that cool. But Tom Hardy is like my he favorite. Like actor. smoked with a car, and he's like, "Oh, he's done." He, he got left. shot. Bullets kill people. Okay. Whatever. He was um, tough as shit. He just like sets his hand on people and he's like, do you feel in charge? And then they're like, no, I don't feel. No, he was a badass, but like his like fights and shit, you know, like he didn't have like a cool fight with Batman. He had the coolest fight with Batman. There was like no music and he like broke his back. Yeah, he just killed him. Yeah, not <laughs> he just end. mutilated the end. Batman. That wasn't the, whatever. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Freeze, duh. No. Heath Ledger. Yeah, yeah, Joker's like Joker's definitely like tied with Bane. He's so good. But um, what about Jim Carrey's Riddler? Fuck Jim Carrey. That's the worst Batman movie. You can't even tell me twice. I'd I, rather watch I, Batman and Robin nine times. I haven't even seen it. I've just seen The Dark Knight. Like Batman Forever. Yeah, you've only seen The Dark Knight once, and that's yeah, it. Batman Returns. I've seen yeah, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, okay, so you've seen you've seen all the really good ones. Unless well, that's a hot take. Do you think the Michael Keaton ones are really good? They're Tim Burton. I think Tim Burton's been a weirdo, too. He is a weirdo. That's why I don't really like them that much. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I haven't made enough enemies this episode, if you love all the Tim Burton's stuff... You're, no, if you like Tim Burton's stuff exclusively, you're a weird person. Yeah, like, if you just, you know, you love, like... Halloween is your shit. Like, eh, really like Jack Skellington? No, we're probably like, not. And like probably his Charlie and the Chocolate friends. Factory wasn't as good as the OG one. Like Sweeney Todd. It. He's into yeah. like vampires and shit. You know, like everyone's yeah, it's just like all this shit's some, weird. Yeah, Edward Scissorhands. Everyone has just got very bad skin, and for a pale guy, and maybe it's too close to home. I don't know, but I'm. <laughs> he just seems yeah. like the brother from uh, Wedding Crashers. Like that the was the was a gift keeping it <laughs> so yeah um we talked beatles to tom tim burton to the nba the mlb um we sprinkled in a little bit of dmv action here um before uh we wrap this thing up anything else we missed anything else uh you wanted to touch on uh now we'll touch on it next week we'll, we'll save the good stuff next week yeah we're just save the good stuff so come we'll prepared just, this is the blue balls episode we're just teasing everybody yeah everyone's so- demanding that we make a trade deadline pod we're gonna keep you waiting yeah and now yeah. we got fans bugging an ab in public like we're going global now yeah okay. yeah i mean you break you break one news story and you know people demand <laughs> paparazzi outside the door it's a bit much yeah, why do you think I'm recording from my office? I just get swamped. Yeah, heard that. Ugh, just one normal night. Ugh. Just one normal I night. I don't want the drama. 
Yeah, so for the next six nights, guys, you know, I'll be fighting my way in and out of crowds, shaking hands, kissing babies, but until then, enjoy the weekend. Straight. 